back to Dear Lispira. My name's Lispira Lindenbar, and if this is your first time tuning in, on this show, I give advice to any folks and creatures who may need it. And I'd just like to take a moment to thank everyone who listened to the premiere of the show. Even Ruben, the station manager, somewhat reluctantly said that it looked like we had slightly higher than usual numbers while the show was airing. Granted, it was a pretty low bar to begin with, but regardless, so glad people tuned in. I even got recognized in public yesterday. So picture this. I walk into Pellery's Pie Shop, same as usual, and I'm ordering a butterfruit pie. It was my night to cook dinner, which always means takeout. And after I put in the order, the person behind the counter is like, your voice sounds really familiar. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe you've listened to my radio show, Dear Lisfira. And they're like, oh, no, you're the one who orders the butterfruit pie every Franz day. Turns out they usually work in the back of the shop, so they hadn't actually seen me before, but I'd been there so many times that they recognized my voice. But they said it was really cool that I have a radio show, and maybe they check it out. So if the dwarf from Pellery's Pie Shop is listening, hello! The pie was delicious, thanks! Before we get to the call-in segment of the show, we've got some letters. Remember, if you can't call into the show, you can always write your questions and send them to Dear Lisfira at the Towering Forest radio station. Our first letter is from Tichi. Tichi writes, Dear Lisfira, Hi! My name is Tichi, she, her, and I'm a student of Back and Cat's Academy of Magic. Go Griffins! For the record, that was Tichi saying go Griffins and not me. My brother Lenroll and both my moms went to Wessels Trade School, so we're a Wessels family. Go Harpies! Anyway, back to the letter. I live in a dormitory with my roommate, and to put it frankly, she's kind of a slob. I'm a halfling, and growing up, everything was always clean, neat, and organized. My roommate is a fairy, and she's a little, pardon the pun, flighty. She never takes out the trash or does any type of cleaning, and she can fly, so she always ends up leaving things like dirty plates and food wrappers in high places, forgetting about them, and then it's up to me to grab the step stool and clean up after her. She's also a necromancy major, which is a whole other can of dabble worms. Don't get me wrong, I totally respect the practice, but sometimes we'll both be doing work on our sides of the room, and suddenly a six-foot portal will open at the foot of her bed and some dead guy will come waltzing in. And it's like, she doesn't even tell me when she's having people over. I could have just given her the room and went to study in the common area, but now the dead guy is here and I feel like it'd be rude for me to leave as soon as he arrives. So I have to make some excuse about leaving for a class that I don't actually have. It's a mess. At the end of the day, she's a really nice person, so I don't know how to talk to her about these things without making her feel bad or making her hate me. Should I just learn to live with the messiness and the poltergeist that is definitely haunting our room because she hasn't figured out how to get rid of it? Any advice is appreciated. Thanks, Tichi. Well, that sounds like quite the living situation. For starters, I think your concerns are all totally valid. And since you say your roommate is really nice, I'm sure she'd want you to be comfortable in your shared living situation. So the question is how to communicate that to her. It seems like you're worried about making her feel bad for doing these things, so dumping all of your issues on her at once might not be the best idea. My suggestion would be to bring up your concerns as they arise. The next time she's doing an assignment while you're in the room, just say something like, hey, I think it's so cool that you're able to open a portal to hell in our dorm room, but could you give me some warning next time? I'd love to give you the room to work on your studies, and I can go work in the common area, no problem. She might be a little embarrassed at first, but hopefully she'll hear your request and give you a heads up next time. Same with the cleaning. Next time you see some of her garbage that she left in a high spot, don't grab the step stool, ask her to get it down for you. You can just say, hey, can you fly up there and grab that wrapper for me? Then maybe eventually she'll realize that you see the mess and it bothers you more than it does her and she might start picking up after herself without you even asking. I understand you being hesitant to express your grievances, but like I said before, I'm sure your roommate would want to know if you're unhappy with some of the things she does. Slowly opening up lines of communication with her should be a relatively painless way to make your issues heard. Hope that helps. Thanks for writing in. You know, I was considering higher education for a while. I wanted to do the whole magical university experience, 
live in a dormitory, go to classes, dodge out of the way of swarms of frizzy bees while walking across the quad. I even went on some university tours with my moms. But I realized while I was on the tour of Wessel's trade school that when you get there, you have to tell them what you want to study. Like, what you want to be. And I know that a lot of people don't just do one things for their whole lives, especially elves. I mean, can you imagine being a, a, a station manager? Riven, can you imagine being this radio station's manager for 600 years? Reuven? Reuven just went very still. He just put his head in his hands. Reuven? Well, let's just give him a minute. But when I realized that I had to decide what I wanted to study, I couldn't come up with any one thing. My best friend Raedra went to Wilhelmina the Silent School for Gifted Musicians to master the flute. Lenril went to Wessels to learn how to fix things. And both of them are great at so many other things. Raedra with her archery, Lenril with, well, literally anything he does. But how do you pick just one thing to focus on while you're there? So I left the tour. It was kind of a big deal. Not just, like, personally, but for the whole tour group. We were on a boat traveling across one of the lakes on campus, and I sort of jumped off the tram right into the middle of one of the mermaid sororities chapter meetings. They did not believe me when I said that I was interested in rushing, which was probably mostly due to the fact that I cannot swim. But once I was returned safely to shore, one of the sorority mermaids told me that I totally rock the wet hair look. So, not a complete waste of a day in my book. <sighs> Namra's alive. Mermaids are pretty. What was I talking about again? Reuben, what was I talking about again? Reuben still has his head in his hands. You all right, bud? Oh, college. Right. So, yeah. Didn't seem like a good fit for me. At least for now. Who knows? Maybe in 200 years I'll decide I want to go. Maybe I'll learn how to swim and join a mermaid sorority. Honestly, I'd settle for just being able to put together one coherent sentence while talking to a mermaid. Let's move on to our next letter. This letter comes from Garkan. Dear Lysphira, my name is Garkan, and I'm a crow from Sundar. Ooh, I visited Sundar once when I was an elfling. I think for my 35th or 36th birthday? They have a food festival with this incredible... Off topic. Sorry. Continuing. When I was young, I was taken care of by a kind witch who gave me the ability to speak a multitude of languages. Oh, that's great. Languages are so important. I took troll in school as an elective because everyone takes goblin, and I wanted to be different, but it's so hard to get those low growly sounds. I never really got the hang of it. Sorry, no more tangents. Where was I? When I was young, I was taken care of by a kind witch who gave me the Yes, okay. <clears throat> the witch then kidnapped a bunch of children, and I realized that maybe she wasn't so kind after all. Ooh. Yeah. I alerted the nearby village and the children were saved, and I left the witch to meet some new, hopefully less kidnappy, people. But every time people see me, they think I'm an omen of bad things, as that is a common superstition about crows. How do I start a conversation with someone before they run away, thinking I'm a harbinger of death? Sincerely, Garkan. P.S. I dictated this letter to a young halfling named Melky, who has yet to learn to fear me, so my apologies for the handwriting. P.P.S. My writing is good. Love, Melky. Oh, that's so sweet. Wow, what a story. Well, first off, thank you, Garkin, for alerting the villagers and saving those children. That was very heroic of you, and you deserve to be treated as such. Sadly, there are many people who are blinded by their ignorance who allow their actions to be dictated by prejudice. With perseverance, I'm sure you can convince those who deserve your friendship to give you a chance, especially those not influenced by prejudice, like your friend Melky. Oh, I suggest trying to find a group of teenagers who look like they regularly question authority. Honestly, that sentence was redundant. Just find a group of teenagers. They'll probably be carriage racing or giving each other temporary body runes or doing something else that they think makes them look cool, even though it's just as cool for a teenager to stay in their tree and read books and write alternative endings for those books when they don't end in the way you want them to. 
I think I went off on a tangent again. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, teenagers. Find a group of teenagers who are trying to look cool. I'm sure they'd think hanging out with a crow would make them look even cooler. Oh, another suggestion I would make is to make friends with those who are already dead. Zombies, banshees, poltergeists, they have no reason to fear a supposed omen of death. I know banshees especially can be a little shrill at times, but I hear they can actually be great conversationalists if you get to know them. And of course, I'd be more than honored to be your friend. Come visit the Towering Forest anytime. Hope this helped. Thanks for writing in. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with some call-ins. If you need some advice, just tell your speaking plant you want to call Lisfera at the Towering Forest radio station. Now, a word from our sponsor. What's up, my dudes? The name's Ellison. I'm the student body president at Backing Cats Academy of Magic, and I'm here to tell you why Backing Cats is the school for you. Backing Cats offers a wide range of majors, from abjuration to zoology. Oh, my roommate Blad is a zoology major. One time, he smuggled a freaking Ghiblian into our dorm, and the Ghiblian started going- Ellison, stay on script. Right. Uh, sorry, dude. <clears throat> our school has a diverse staff of highly accomplished professors. Backing Cats also has a huge network of accomplished alumni in a variety of fields. Oh yeah! Ever heard of freaking Pag Grimmer? Professional scale skater, dude? Yeah, Backing Cats alum. He was in my frat too. New Cooler Pet, class of 39. Dude's a freaking legend, dog. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, our school is a diverse staff of highly accomplished professors, dude. Uh, ah. We at Backing Cats are especially proud of our diverse student body. Backing Cats students hail from all corners of Grevlon and beyond. And on a personal note, shout out to that student body for voting me your president, dude. They told me we don't have enough money for that blowout party I promised in my election speech, but I think if I can convince them to take money from the theater department- Ellison, let's keep the ad-libbing to a minimum. Sorry, Miss P. And finally, Backing Cat's pride and joy. Our beautiful campus, dude. We've got archery ranges, state-of-the-art alchemy labs, a spell scroll library, and three, count them three greenhouses, dude. Just to name a few places on campus. And let me tell you, dude, the greenhouses are a great place to sneak out at night if you want to go smoke. Uh, study hard for an exam, dude. Okay, Ellison, wrap it up. Sorry, ma'am. Wrapping up. So tell your speaking plant you want to call Back in Cat School of Magic and sign up for a campus tour today, dude. Go Griffins! Wessel sucks! Ellison. Sorry, Miss P. Ellison out. And we're back with Dear Lysphera. My name's Lysphera, and if you're just tuning in on this show, I give advice to any folks and creatures who may need it. If you want to call into the show, just tell your speaking plant you want to call Lysphera at the Towering Forest radio station. Here's our first caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi, my name is Jadlin, and I'm a wood nymph. Jadlin, are you from the Towering Forest? Yeah, my tree is up in the Northeast Grove by the waterfall. Oh, wow. Hey, I think we actually might have taken the same full moon dance class together. Um... It was a couple years ago. The instructor was this water nymph who, frankly, wasn't very receptive to original ideas when it came to the art of the full moon dance. Oh, yeah. I think I stopped going because the instructor would tell us to dance like a tree in the breeze, and there was this one wood elf who would lie on the ground and say that she was following instructions because sometimes trees fall to the ground. Huh. Which was, like, kind of super morbid, considering half the class was made up of wood nymphs and falling trees are kind of, like, devastating for us. 
like not that we die but like it just takes a lot of work to regrow a new tree and it kind of sucks well i'm sure whoever this creative and imaginative spirit was did not take that into account when she or he or they originally said it it was like whatever honestly that class was kind of a drag anyway can i like get your advice now oh yes of course what do you need advice about so there's this wildflower nymph that i'm like kind of into they live in this patch of flowers in a clearing near my tree and they're like super cool are you sure you want to give so many details they might listen to the show Mm, yeah, I'm not super worried about that. Oh, okay. Anyway, we've hung out a few times, and I think they're into me too. But, like, the last time we hung out, they started talking about how they want to, like, get married someday. And I was like, whoa, this is our fourth date. Let's calm down. So, like, what do I do? I feel like I should call it off. Yeah, I think I'm going to call it off. Okay, thanks, Lasphira. Whoa, 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 hang on! Okay, yeah, what's up? I don't think there's any reason to call it off with someone you like just because they mentioned that they want to get married someday. I mean, I guess maybe unless you never want to get married. No, like, I'll get married, but like, way in the future. Well, maybe that's what they were talking about too. But like, Lysphira, you weren't even there. I just, like, felt like I was trapped inside a really small tree when they said that. Like... I don't even really like thinking about marriage or even considering being in a relationship that might eventually lead to marriage because when I do, it feels like I can't get enough carbon dioxide and I get really lightheaded and nauseous and sweaty. I didn't even know nymphs could get sweaty. It's very rare. Do you think that maybe this has less to do with when you think this wildflower nymph would want to get married and more to do with you being a little scared of the idea of that big a commitment? Uh... It just seems like you started looking for red flags that didn't exist just because you started considering the possibility that this could be someone you might want to spend a good chunk of your life with, if not the rest of your life with. So, let's just say that's true. Um, what do I do? Like, what do I do? Well, I think taking it slow is good. I think... Being honest with this nymph about why you want to take it slow and about this fear of long-term commitment is good. And I think doing what you did by calling me is good. Sharing any concerns with someone you trust so you can get a second opinion on whether something's an actual red flag or just you self-sabotaging. They also said sometimes they eat dirt. I'm sorry for my ignorance, but is that not a normal nymph thing? Yeah, no. But honestly, they're really cute. It doesn't bother me that much. So just take it slow, be open and honest, and if you feel like you can't trust yourself to identify a real issue, ask for advice. From me or anyone else. Yeah, I I can do that. Thanks. No problem. Hey, do you know of any other dance classes going on nearby? No, I don't. But I've been super into this poetry class. Ugh, never mind. Thanks for calling in! Alright, I think I'm getting the hang of this radio advice thing. And I think we can all take a lesson away from that last call. It's okay if the person you're dating eats dirt, as long as they're cute enough. It's a bit of a line graph situation, I think. Oh, we have another caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Uh, hey there. My name's Morgag. I'm calling in from the marshlands. How are the marshlands? I heard you had a hydra attack earlier this week. That we did. That we did. They was getting together a little group to go fight it, and I was going to go join them. But then they said they was calling for the most courageous warriors in the village. And I didn't want to seem like I was tooting my own horn... So I decided to sit it out. Oh, well, that's very 
modest of you. Hey, thanks. So, I'm watching them fight this thing, and one of our guys cuts off its head. And I'm like, all right, show's over, everyone go home, right? Then get this, the thing grows back two heads. Did you know Hydras could do that? That might be the only thing I know about Hydras. Well, it was news to me. Anyways, they finally chased the thing out of the marshlands, and no one got hurt. Except the Hydra, I guess. Do you think it hurts when they get their heads chopped off? I wouldn't know. I've never gotten my head chopped off, thankfully. We Wood Elves don't regrow our heads like Hydras do. Well, us ogres don't neither. But who knows how many creatures can? I think it might just be Hydras? Sure, maybe. But we'll never really know. I guess you're right. So, Morgag, did you need advice about something? Oh, yeah, right. So, like I said, I'm one of the most courageous warriors in the marshlands. And the most modest. Right. The thing is, um, I like to use my courage, uh, sparingly, you know? So a lot of folks around here have gotten into their heads that I'm kind of a fraidy fairy. And I'm not a fraidy fairy. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, what's a good O word? Oh, uh, let me think. Like yesterday. Let me tell you what happened yesterday. Yesterday, I was at the butcher shop picking up some gollywaddle chops for dinner. I like to roast them over a fire real slow, and then I'll get some spices. Outstanding! Yeah, they're pretty tasty, yeah. Oh, no, I just thought of a no adjective. Outstanding ogre. Yeah. Anyways, I'm at the butcher shop, and they've got these nice chickens in the display window. Except I guess the chickens had a run-in with the zombie before they got picked up. Because suddenly, they start banging around the case, smashing it open. And these things don't even have heads. So they're just running around like, uh, like, uh... Like a zombie chicken with their head cut off? Yeah. Anyways, people are screaming. The butcher's running around with these giant tongs, trying to grab them. And I, well, I just ran. Were you scared? Me? Scared? Nah. I was just... You know, in a place I didn't want to be because I was a little concerned for my own life. That's all. Kind of sounds like you were scared. I wasn't scared. Nothing scares Morgag, all right? Nothing. Okay, got it. Nothing scares Morgag. So, what's the problem? Why did you call? I called because, well, I don't get scared, but sometimes I choose to remove myself from a situation I don't want to be in. Like with the zombie chickens? Exactly. I mean, honestly, I think I was the smartest one there, running like I did. Nothing scared about me. I was just being smart. But what do I do when there are times when I make the choice to be concerned about something, but don't really want to? Be concerned, I mean. Well, first thing I'd say is that it's natural to be scared, uh, to decide to be concerned about something. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And it's nothing that's going to change overnight. I mean, you probably can't expect to go battle zombie chickens tomorrow. Couldn't if I wanted to. The butcher caught them all. Thinks she's still trying to sell them at a discount, but I don't think anyone's going to bite. Literally. <laughs> My advice is, try to do one small thing every day that's uh, that you normally wouldn't do because of concern. Once you start accomplishing these small things, you'll see what you're capable of. And slowly you'll be able to tackle bigger things, like, like hydras. Well, I appreciate the vote of confidence, but even an ogre as strong as me wouldn't be able to take down a freaking Hydra in one tackle. No, I mean, like, metaphorically tackle it. Like, take it on. Oh. All right. So, 
maybe tomorrow I'll... I'll go sit on the bench outside the library that's always covered with birds. My friends say that I'm scared of birds, but I'm not scared. I just have a respect for their sharp beaks and long talons. But maybe tomorrow I'll respect them up close. Sounds like a great start. Thanks a lot. And hey, you're pretty brave for doing this show. I mean, I could do it, probably. But I don't know a lot of other people who can get on the radio and have so many people hear them talk. You might be almost as brave as me. Well, I don't think I'm quite there yet, but thank you. And thanks for calling in. So long. I wonder what zombie chicken would taste like. Reuben, what do you think zombie chicken would taste like? You think it would taste like... like... Oh, okay. One word. No, shaking your head. Two words. Two words circling each other. You... you... are you winding something? Oh, oh! Wind it up! Wrap it up! Yep, got it. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Dearless Vera. Next up we have... The sounds of a leaf detaching from its branch and slowly floating to the ground. Hmm, a crowd favorite. I hope to talk with you all again very soon, but in the meantime, my name's Asphira. Keep your chin up and don't eat dirt. Or zombie chickens, probably. Go Harpies! Thank you for listening to Dear Lesfira, which was created, written, and edited by Katie Siegel. Lesfira, Jadlin, and Miss P were voiced by Katie Siegel. Morgag was voiced by Tyler Conroy. Ellison was voiced by Frankie Marone. And I'm Nicole. Hi! If you could leave a kind review for this podcast, you can do so on the Apple Podcasts app. If you do, Katie will do a full moon dance in celebration. We have Dearless Fira merch! Check it out at teespring.com slash stores slash katieflyesaway. For more Dearless Fira, check out at Dearless Fira on TikTok. You can also follow at Dearless Fira on Twitter and Instagram. Or don't. Live your life. Bye!